This episode of the RMR Training Podcast is brought to you by Resolute Coffee. So if you've heard of Resolute Coffee and you've wanted to give it a try, but you're not sure where to start, I'm going to break it down for you. So if you like your coffee to be like a straightforward coffee taste, chocolatey, what you know traditionally as coffee, something clean and nice, what you're going to want to look for is the processing and it's going to be washed. Wash takes all of the fruit off of the bean, so you're left with just a straightforward coffee bean. And then you get those straightforward flavors. If that's what you're looking for, the Black Condor from Resolute is for you. If you want something a little bit more exotic, something a little bit more fruit forward, something a little bit more unexpected, something a little bit more of an adventure in your cup, then you want to look at that process. And natural is going to be probably the most fun type of cup. You're going to get a lot more fruit forward flavors. Natural leaves a lot of that fruit from the coffee on the bean. So when you get the, so when you make the actual coffee itself, you get some of those fruit flavors, the natural Ethiopian, that's the bomb here. If you want something, some sort of blend of both, there's a hybrid processing called a honey process, which leaves some of the fruit onto the coffee bean. So it's like a natural, like a half and half type of natural and washed processing. The Aponte honey or any honey processing is going to be awesome for you. Whichever one you go with, it's going to be top quality stuff. RR20 at checkout for 20% off. Or if you want to try them all, they have the you can join the Crush It Club and you get a variety of five bags and a mug. So check that out. Link down in the show notes. All right, hello and welcome. Kicking it old school, Mile Hybrid, episode like four. Just Back me, in the house. me and my guy Ryan Kent. Meg's out there living it up. Not sub zero temperatures where she's at. No, she's in a she's in a good place right now. She's in a much better place than we than we just were like an hour ago. It's been a rough couple days here. <laughs> the temperatures have not exceeded like single digits for 48 hours and i think it's gonna last tomorrow too yeah i think over the night oh. it's gonna be pretty chilly um and i think like a lot of the mid the mid uh the middle of the country is experiencing that uh a cold front cold front just swooping on through coming on through those mountains were the first people to get it uh, i think by the time it gets east coast it's gonna get cold but not like not like this but i think like saw at kansas city third fourth coldest game in nfl history or something yeah, that's wild. I, I I would not want to play a contact sport in that cold of temperatures. And the thing with Kansas City, I it's the closest city to Denver. How far is Salt be. Lake? What, what, how long would it take you to get to Salt Lake, you think? Let me Google it. Let's Google it right now. Google that thing. Or uh, not Google it. Or Google Map it. Google Map it. Uh, um, Salt Lake City. Is eight hours and twelve minutes, and then Kansas City. I think it's just probably about that. eight hours nine minutes. <laughs> Almost well, identical. So, uh, but yeah, like that's one thing you forget. It's like, oh yeah, but it's on the other side of the mountains, so mm -hmm. they're getting that cold that we're getting here. But man, we talked about last week just like that. It's a grind training in the winter, and we're in it. It wasn't a grind last week. Last week seems like it was spring compared to now. what we're dealing with right now. Yeah, but back but back then it didn't. No, no, but now like oh my god, I got a whole new whole new perspective. I uh, I've ventured out into it two days in a row now. Yesterday did eight by a K in single digit weather. Um, that was just brutal. It was that was not much fun, but I'm glad I did it. And then and you were able to hit your times like pretty close. I mean, pretty close. There's, yeah. there's a line where it's like, okay, am I going outside for the sake of going outside or is it actually going to help my training? And like, you're able to go out and hit those paces. So it's helping your training. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes too, you just need to put yourself in just difficult situations <clears throat> in training. Like, sure. I could have done that on the treadmill. And like today we could have, stayed inside and ran on the treadmill. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that would have been any better than being out in those temperatures. Cause hour 40, just like 
staring at the wall, I'm good. That's I'm mentally, good that. that's a, its own mental challenge. Like for sure. Physically, you're <clears throat> definitely more comfortable and nice, but mentally it's like, oh my God. And like, we, like, I guess you could roll up. Do you ever run with somebody like a long run on a treadmill? Like both of you? I'm trying to think. I've definitely done that, but I don't think for more than like, it would be at a, at a race or something where like the day before we're like, Hey, let's go uh-huh. get a few easy miles on the treadmill, but never, never a long run. No, no. I mean, it, and that'd that's kind of like, cool. That'd be interesting. Be fine. I know. Yeah. I think it would be probably run out of things to talk about today, man. Yeah. The hour 40, <laughs> we stopped. We didn't really talk the last 30 minutes or so. I couldn't was- say words. It was like challenging. It was getting so cold that my like muscles in my face weren't moving. And then the snow was up in our grill. That was. Yeah. Waterton Canyon is basically, we just go out however long we want to go, turn around and come back. And it's a slight incline all the way out. And then you get a slight decline coming back. And last week when we did it, um, we had the uphill out with the wind in our face and then coming back, we had downhill and the wind at our backs. We're just like hauling ass. Amazing. And then today it was the complete opposite. We had the wind in our face on the downhill on the way back to the car. And it was like completely different than the way out. Just (laughs) way out was chilling. I felt it it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Way back was less. And it, my heart rate did jump when I got, extra cold which I, and then I, I was like thinking about it i was like oh my 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 heart must just be pumping blood trying to my extremities f- to help warm them up like faster you know like i started getting cold everywhere and my heart rate really did jump quite a bit i was feeling good those last like four miles i mean i wasn't trying to run much faster than what we were doing but i was feeling good at like mm-hmm. what we were at i was in a very like other than the snow and the cold the wind in my face, I was in a, like a Zen state. I was physically nice. fine. Like I didn't, I wasn't thinking about how fatigued I was almost at all. I was just like, I just want to get this done because the snow's up in my grill and I don't want this. You know, a good indicator for me with, with it, when I'm trying to decide if I'm getting fitter and if I'm not looking at just like the metrics of how fast my intervals are or like what my tempo pace is, is how I can bounce back from a day like today. Like how bad does a run like we did today affect tomorrow or the Mm -hmm. day after tomorrow? Um, And I feel fine. Like on the way home, I was like, dude, I feel good. I'm glad I went and did that. And to me, that is a good sign that like, okay, like we're, we're getting fit now, Mm -hmm. you know, not just cardiovascularly, but like the muscle damage. Mm-hmm. that um needs to be built up in pre- in preparation for for a race and uh like i feel like today was like super long like in terms of mileage for me i've definitely done some trail runs but maybe only got 11 or 12 miles in in the same amount of time that we were out there today just because of all the elevation but when you're running basically flat you know you can cover cover more mileage and like so today was one of the longer runs i've done even like the last training block i don't think i did um 13 and a half. I felt good, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's probably, that's one of the longer runs I've done. I think my longest last block was 12. And I think I've told you before, my longest run training for high rocks ever was like 14. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a good, it's a good run. For it sure. Really is. So you and I, I guess both have been doing Saturday quality Sunday long at least for me, like the last two weeks, because I've, I've still been building up, so I haven't had a great chance to <clears throat> to um, to figure that out as as much, or have enough cracks at it. Um, but that's a, a style that I've that I've tried in the past, and sometimes it can feel like too much damage, um, but other times it just feels like it makes you strong. Mm-hmm. Just like the a long run the day after, yeah, just like yeah. quality work. And I've gone back and forth because sometimes a long run can feel like a quality day, right? Even though like generally should be about zone two for pretty much all of it, <clears throat> um, unless you give yourself the option. Like sometimes you'll give yourself the option to hit it a little harder, um, closing to get again a little bit more quality in there. But <clears throat> and that so I I, I did not. 
I think you I prefer hand warmers in your hand right now. My hand warmers still, Jesus man. These things Christ. stay, they stay warm. You got yours still? I threw mine out, man. It stopped working. No way. These are both still warm. Um, I think my preferred cadence of quality is Tuesday, Friday, just because I like to have the quality work during the week where I can be pretty consistent with what it's going to be. I can kind of have an idea of what my schedule is going to be like the weekends, like this time of year is no big deal, but sometimes like stuff just is going on on the weekends, you know, and it's a little bit harder to get in a Saturday. <clears throat> and then it gives me a day between my last quality session. Right. Right. And my and long run. run. Yeah. But what, what I found and you're, you've been doing Wednesday, Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that when I get my runs this long, I feel like I kind of have to do Wednesday, Saturday, because I would, I'm still not quite there on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> but I'm enjoying doing the back to backs so far. So I think I'm going to, yeah, I always, I always make sure with the Wednesday, Saturday, I always, cause you get Sunday, Monday, Tuesday in between those two intensity days but then from wednesday to saturday you only get thursday friday so you get one less day so always make sure the hardest of the two is on the saturday because i get that extra recovery day in between but i've been playing around with with um like zone three ish long runs this training block Mm. um so i've kind of i've been doing really like quality on Saturday and then like semi quality on Sunday as well. And then only getting really Monday and Tuesday to recover for, for Wednesday session. Um, I I think there's something to that though. I I think there's something to that. Uh, In Jack Daniels formula, his 5k plan, he has several weeks of like uh, doing like VO two max work, like five by two and a half, five by three minutes, whatever with like one-to-one ish rest and then doing a threat, doing threshold repeats, like aerobic threshold repeats, cruise intervals or whatever the next day. Like, so he'll actually do back to back that way, doing like kind of zone four and then zone three to get it both. And Mm -hmm. I think just like working on the tire on the fatigued legs and still Mm -hmm. getting the, uh, aerobic benefit as opposed to not, and like being able to run a little bit slower doing that and still getting the aerobic benefit. So mm-hmm. I don't know. And that could be something that happens with these longer runs too. It's like, we're kind of beat up and then like, we're working a little bit harder. I mean, I said that when we first started, I was like, dude, this is going to be rough. And I was like, I'm so not I can just like that. feel like I can feel the fatigue built up, um, in my body. But, uh, damn, what was I going to say? I don't what remember. You got? You got nothing. I remember. So I did, I did two workouts this week that were like, suffering kind of workouts do you try to and when we get into high rocks right that's kind of what we're going to need to prepare for right it's like what's it going to feel like on that back half like being able to handle to go as intense as you can and work through the first three or four and then sitting in that misery later do you think how much of that is too much like and is there a point what is too much like working in the high rock specific kind of feeling. Like, would you do that for both? Of, Cause you don't really do that for both of your quality sessions. No. Like, no. would you, would you do it three times a week? No, no, I think you do it like much. two day, two, two or like four out of five quality sessions. So I always try to sandwich in some sort of high rocks, uh, I can't say this word specificity, dude. You nailed it. You've been working on I got it. it. Let's I go. got That's it. That's how time. you say that. That's how you say it. Dude, I realized on the one of the other podcasts, I kept saying specificity the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna make fun of you during that podcast, but I think you were making a point, and I was yeah. like, I'll let it go. But you've been out here working, dude. My guys been out, out here, dude. Grind. We're doing long runs. We're working on phonics. It's great. So, like, even so. Uh, so even like the way my weeks are structured, like it's like a three week, three week cycle. Um, the Wednesday of the first week is always like a fart lick run and that's just a run. But then I take like a four minute rest at the end of the fart, fart lick run. And then I'll end it with like 400 meter run, 
100 meter lunges, 400 meter run, 100 wall balls. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. almost like just a little icing on the cake at the end. And working on the stations that are, that you need to have fatigue built up, like taking advantage of being tired, I guess. Right, exactly. And then Saturday of the first week is always track intervals focused on running. But again, at the end, after the end of my workout, what you could just say it's 16 by 400. After the 16th rep, I'll take three to five minutes rest and then I'll do 800 meter run right into a hundred wall balls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's something, some variation of that during my run focused weeks, but on my hybrid weeks, it definitely gets very high rock specific where I'm getting, where I'm doing more than just like one or two stations of the event itself. Um, but that's only happening once every three weeks where I really kind of just like hammer it in. But other than that, it's kind of just like sprinkling it in when it, where it like makes sense. And I think that's a good approach because it's just such a grind that for me, mentally, I don't think I would want to go there every time, even if it's just subconsciously. And I'd be like, okay, I did the work. This was a 60 to 80 minute AMRAP or something that had a lot of running, a lot of machine work, and then a lot of station stuff. But I feel like at a point, I'll just be like, I'm just going to get through this. I'm just going to sit below where I need to go because I just went there or mm-hmm. I need to go there some other time. Mm-hmm. Something about like that mental wanting to that for me is very important in training and also racing to like have that, that I don't want to let myself off the hook by doing, by doing it too often, you know, and just like hoping the physical works. Cause I don't even think it's that there's certainly a physical element, but I think it's almost like half and half like mental physical to get there. Yeah. And you, yeah, you don't want to burn too many of those matches in training where you, where you like, I'm going to see if I can do a hundred wall balls unbroken. Right. That's a monumental effort. Like when I look back on my last training block, um, that, that those 800 repeats that I did during the camp week, Mm -hmm. I finished off with a hundred wall balls unbroken at the end of the workout. And that was, that was the first time I've ever been able to do that in a training session. You were like, and, yo, don't, don't tell anybody that I can dude, do this. But I, know, I was know. like, keep it, keep it on the hush hush. <laughs> like people will be worried. Um, but after that, after I did that, the next two sessions where I tried to do some wall balls at the end of my workouts, I couldn't go there again. Mm-hmm. It, it almost took, I, I needed to like rejuvenate that, rebuild it. Um, cause I went there and like, I couldn't go there again. And, and this past week, for example, I did my tempo run and ended with a hundred wall balls and I got going and I was like, I could probably get to 60 to 70 right now, but like, I just don't feel like going there. So I ended up doing, I just did five sets of 20 with like five to eight seconds rest in between each set of 20 and just got it done in like three fifty ish or something. I'm like, that's fine. You know, like you can't go to the mental well too many times. And I wonder if that is the thing, right? If you go and try to do a hundred every time, it's just so miserable that it's hard to revisit that place during training because you just know how bad it is. It's still like there that you're like, let me just, I know I can, but I don't want to go. So if you, one thing I'm trying, I'm changing a little bit on this training block is going away from hundred wall balls and training altogether and like capping my wall balls at 75 just so I'm really not having to take it all the way there mm-hmm. in training and either one like not having the capacity to do that multiple times or just getting frustrated you know and like getting worried about the number so bad mm-hmm. like, but if you can do 75 in a good clip right you can do 100, you can do 100 right that's what mm-hmm. Meg actually says that she's like I try to just hold on to that ball for until 75 and then when I'm there I know I can just finish. So I was like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. Like I'm just going to train to 75 and see if that like can mentally help with that. Cause I think that is a thing like knowing where I need to go and then I'm not willing to do that every single time in training, I think is harmful for, for training wall balls. And, um, as opposed to just trying to like, get to a place where you know, you're, you're consistent and you're good or having a plan like, like the, uh, four by 25 or what's the plan? Uh, what's the number you need to start at? To do one less each time, like Ooh. 18 or something like that. Yeah, 18. 
17, 16, something like that. Something yeah. like that. So there's yeah. a number like that you can start and do 18 unbroken. And then you, if you do 17, 16, 15, all the way down to one. No, right? down, no to by, so it's down to nine. Yeah. By the time you're at nine, you're done. And it just makes mm-hmm. it feel just like so much more digestible when you. And you got it done. You got in, you got in the reps, you know. Something about like that hundred though, that just is like. How shit. many, how many wall balls are you doing a week? Roughly? I have not, I have not been doing a ton. Um, but I do track that a little bit. Uh, let me pull it, pull it up. I remember when I first started high rocks, I would be lucky if I did, like if I did a hundred in a week, that was good for me. Just my, <laughs> my body was not ready for the, the, um, the volume mm. in the beginning. Like it's taken years for me to get to the point where like I can do two or 300 a week and be okay. Like it doesn't affect like my running sessions, for example. That, that's the thing with that too, is that if you're not really used to doing that type of volume, like it's also pretty tough on your joints, like <laughs> knees or like hips, like just feel bad. Um, definitely. So it's definitely like when you're first coming into high rocks, I would probably just like a hundred a week is plenty split over like mm-hmm. two two days or three days or something like that. Honestly, um, this same week, with lunges. I, same with lunges, same with lunges for sure. But then once you start cranking on lunges, you can really start cranking on lunges. I feel like the your ability, my ability to do more, just, I think it's less exhausting than wall balls. Like, you know, yeah. there's like yeah, a pace yeah. element to it, mm-hmm. you know, that you can do like more and more. Um, once you the, bypass the soreness and you adapt, your body adapts to the, to the movement, man. Yeah, you can just start cranking some cranking out lunges. For sure. Um before I had the winter break, I was doing two hundred wall balls, and I'm about there this week. Um, so anywhere from two hundred to four hundred, I think, like on a bigger mm-hmm. week. I think I mean I know it's a huge range, but um, yeah, four hundred is a lot. Whew. Yeah, you split it up and I do think, yeah, like two to three hundred is a sweet spot. Like for sure. Mm -hmm. And not like one hundred on Tuesday, one hundred on or like one hundred in a row. Not not just sets of one hundred, like doing them with twenties, twenty fives, forties. When you when you started doing them, because I came I came more or less from CrossFit, like in between being a runner, right? We were both runners. You went more OCR. I was kind of in CrossFit and then found OCR. So I had been doing wall balls for a long time when High Rocks came around, but you might not have been, was it like the first time you did wall balls is when I think so. High Rocks started. Yeah. Like if you look, if you go back and look at some old races or footage, dude, I am like my, my reps have slowly, but surely gotten, gotten like less questionable over time. Mm-hmm. Like when mm-hmm. I first came in, man, I don't even know if I was doing like any good reps, but the judging was so chill. Like in the beginning, yeah, the sport just isn't where it is right now. So they just didn't give two shits. Um, and the, just the, the mobility dude, like I, like I needed some work done, you know, especially on like my ankles, my ankles needed some, some stretching mm-hmm. just from all the years of running. And it's the, every year they just get a little bit better and a little bit better. Um, and it's, it's been a, it's been a process. Was there a number when you started that you're like, sweet, I can do 30 and I'm fired up about it. Or was it always like, I need to do a hundred. Yeah. It was always that. <laughs> I have to like, get at least a 50. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a place where the starting it's like, let's do 20 first mm-hmm. and then you can worry about the hundred later. I mean, cause it is a lot, but everything in high rocks is like a hundred. Yeah. It just, when you look at it, it's like, I should be able to do all of these unbroken. Like this shouldn't be a problem, but it is. And it's not like any other station. We wouldn't be sweating it like that. Like where I need to do these unbroken. And right. Like, the other station's like, we know how to get through it and we right. just do that. But for some reason, wall balls, it's like, maybe it's just where it is in the race, where your heart rate is, where your mind is that it needs to be this like perfect way as opposed to just managing it. And like, again, the pacing is a little bit more challenging. It's like, is there just one pace that you have? Are there multiple ways to do it? 
Like, is there a way to focus more on your shoulders, focus more on your hips? All this stuff I kick around all the time. It's like, maybe I'll try 10, 10 reps where I bring my shoulders down every time or bring my elbows down every time or whatever. Mm. Um, or maybe I'll just try to focus on pushing through my hips for 10 and like try to break it up. Haven't figured it out yet. There, there must be a code out there somewhere, but I don't have it right now. Yeah, there's that approach. And then my approach is just like making them feel harder in training than they will in the actual race. Because in the actual race, as long as you've paced the race appropriately and your body is durable enough to get through the race, like you should come into the wall balls in a good place. Like you, your heart rate shouldn't be too high. Like you should be you able should to go still to work. Be like zone three, right? Yeah. High end zone three, maybe you're touching zone four. Mm-hmm. So if you can, if you can do like assault bike intervals into big sets of wall balls, I found that that's that stuff like that is super beneficial for making it just feel easier in a race scenario. Um, like the other day I was doing, I did, uh, it was, um, I think it was an E3 mom. And I did a couple rounds of this where I did 20 cal assault bike right into 30 wall balls with a 25 pounder. How hard were you doing the assault bike? All out. Really? As hard as I could go. So I would come off feeling just absolutely destroyed with my lungs, breathing heavy, and just like your legs. Like the last thing I wanted to do was pick that ball up and start squatting. And set of 30 with the 25 is 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 a challenge, especially coming yeah. off the bike like that but um a couple rounds of that man i was like oh yeah like that doing that 20 pounder at the end of the high rocks that shit's gonna feel easy yeah there's a couple ways to try to feel like the way that it's going to feel and like you said like after a long session because then you get that global fatigue like your brain's not working as well like everything is just like harder just because everything like you just are used all your energy across this last hour or doing it that way or where your respiration just cranks really high and like your respiration should be, will be higher than a high rocks, but probably not as high as it was coming off that assault bike. Mm -mm. Right. Like, Mm -mm. so like there's that too. And just like figuring out how to breathe through these stations is, uh, some, something I've been playing around with as well. Like similar to what you were talking about on the assault bike, but on like the rower or the ski erg, I'll do like, right. Yeah. There's many different ways you could. Yeah. I'll do like 400 to 600 meters at sub 2k pace on those machines and just immediately go into like 60 seconds of walking lunges or something mm-hmm. and just like doing it. So it's like that I can breathe and can like still move well or burpee broad jumps or wall balls. Um, and then taking like a little bit of recovery after that, but not with the intent of like I'm smashing the station more coming into the station and being able to regroup during it. So I'm not having to do that during my runs. Cause I think that's what happens a lot of the times I'm like, I need to pull back on my run so I can accomplish this station as hard as I can. And then I come back on the run and recover until the next station. Mm-hmm. Like being able to kind of pull the pace and, and be able to work at an easy rate on the stations. That's still like serviceable when it comes to like the time right. it takes. Right. I think that's a good approach. We're trying it. Always trying, always cooking well, it up. We only got four weeks, dude. That's insane. It's four weeks until Vienna. That's, That's crazy. Insane. That's insane. I mean, you're, you're... I hit. I hit two weeks in a row above sixty. That's that's legit. So, like, um, let me look back at my last training block. Even last training block, I didn't have consecutive weeks over sixty. Really? Had, How'd that happen? Because one was split in between my hybrid week. So I had like a week over 60 and then my hybrid week and then another week over 60. Mm, I see. Um, but the two sandwiched, the two weeks sandwiched in between the hybrid week's last training block, the best I did was a 57 week and then a 61 week. What'd you top out? And 64 okay. last week. And the through five last, weeks. Last, uh, last block. Through five weeks of this block, I, I did... Week one was 51 miles. Week two was 56 miles. Week three, hybrid week, was 38. Week four, 60. Week five, 63. Nice. So 
volume is there, dude. The volume is there. I've been getting out, been getting outside more too. So I'm starting to feel more comfortable with just like my body is going to be able to take the damage of the concrete. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Because for the first couple of weeks of this training block, I was on the treadmill every single workout. And the assault treadmill too, which is not as damage inflicting as even like a regular treadmill. Yeah. 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 And then you're just kind of like, man, am I ever going to get out of this basement? You know, but you just have to to stay patient. You're like, yeah, we're getting out there when it's going to be negative two and snowing up in our eyelids, frozen eyebrows, whole deal. I was, dude, I I was about to hop on a plane to Phoenix this weekend. (laughs) Just to get some some warmer weather. That's how committed I am. I I think that's what some of the I think that's like where people end up if they're um, training on a boulder and like have a marathon in the spring. I think they do camps in Arizona, like Tucson. That's Phoenix. I dude. I listened to uh, a YouTube video this morning before I left to come meet you. It was uh, Let's Run dot com. Mm-hmm. You familiar with them? Am I familiar with Let's Run dot com? Come on. What are you, are you talking familiar? about? World famous message board. That's where I lived. I would so they go did on like, YouTube. I'd be like the first, my first stop on the internet in like 2002 to like 2007. Just pop it at letsrun.com. Mm-hmm. So they did a YouTube video with, with Graham Fisher um, talking about his training and like what he's been up to since he left Bowerman. Like where is he training out of? Who's he training with? And he currently resides in Park City is his okay. home base. And he says – when the weather's bad, he'll drive down to Flagstaff, which is about eight hours directly south. <laughs> um, but he said if the weather's bad in Flagstaff, he continues on and he goes to Phoenix. And he has people in each one of these cities. So, like, he's able to escape the weather when he needs to, but also be at altitude mm-hmm. um, when he needs that as well. So, the Flagstaff Flagstaff would be money. Because, That's where it's at. Because you can go right down. Right, like w- within a sh- and Mammoth kind of had that. Like Mammoth is at like eight thousand feet, and you can drive to Bishop, which is about four thousand feet, and that's only a forty-five minute drive. Still high, right? Um, but Flagstaff being at like seven, and then you drop what to like one or two, maybe you can go all the Phoenix. way down. I thought, yeah, I think yeah. Phoenix is maybe a thousand feet above sea level. But you could probably do that, like Big Bear, like if you lived in Southern California or the, or the opposite, right? <clears throat> Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and like this time of year, um, Phoenix is actually probably like a nice place to be. Oh, yeah, it's probably you know, amazing. 1,000, 1,086 feet above sea level, so practically practically sea level. I looked at Flagstaff just to see what it was looking like, cost of living. It's so expensive. It's crazy expensive. It's just like, I think it's really small. Before, before I... And I could be wrong here, but I think the running community is what built up this town. Good man. And, and I think it used to be super freaking cheap to live there. Mm-hmm. And now it's like this, because of how famous it's become um, through running, like now it's just like, it's fucking expensive as shit. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it is. I, I expected it to not be that much. But yeah, it's probably like anywhere, any of these like little towns that people will come in and scoop up the properties and use them as like uh, rentals or short-term rentals, like do Airbnbs. And then just like, there's nowhere to live because it's such a small place. So everything gets mm-hmm. jacked up really high. Um, That's why your boy is moving back East. O- almost official. Almost official. Almost. Um, what were we talking about before that? Oh, oh so before. your, uh, so your block will end with the taper and it should be like, pretty close like you're trending like it's all gonna work the same way right so like you feeling good about just being in vienna being like completely ready yeah yeah the only thing different with this block compared to the last one is planning for dc as well yeah um whereas last time it was just focus was only on chicago and now it's like okay how can i pop pop Really, the 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 idea is to have a better race in DC than I have in Vienna. Mm-hmm. The 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 training block is supposed to end in DC. So, in in some regards, I'm training through Vienna. So, I plan to 
taper down just slightly. I'd almost just call it like a deload week. And mm-hmm. it's it's that the week of Vienna happens to be a hybrid week for me. And those are normally lower volume weeks anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of treating it that way. And, um, and then I'll build back up for 10 to 12 days after Vienna and then have a steep taper into um dc but that only works that that only works if is if i maintain my volume kind of through vienna Mm -hmm. you can't be like like a two-week taper no no so i'm not i don't plan on doing that it'll be just like the week of yeah Um, but based off what i did last training block like i remember that week nine which is when we will be in vienna week nine you came over to my house and we did that high rocks workout on that Saturday. Oh, so you're a little that, behind. A little bit, yeah. Just one week behind? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do that but, again? Are you going to do that the week before Vienna? Like a sim? No. So no, I'm just, I'm, I'm following the same, the same flow. So like rather than doing that workout that I did with you, I'll be in Vienna doing it there. Okay. Um, and I felt great in that workout. That workout went really well. So mm-hmm. it gives me confidence that like, even if I do decide to train through it and maybe have a few less weeks, less few less weeks of training than I would like, like I'm still, I'm going to be fine. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. the tricky part for me here, cause I'm the same way, right? Like my fitness, now we're in a different spot. I was going to say the same way in terms of trying to make DC the better one, but my fitness is going to be upward at Vienna. Like where I'm at now, with four weeks of training ahead of me and i've had probably like two on like honestly like two solid good weeks of training so i'll be like six weeks of like a build so my fitness is going to be like really moving up for a race that so this race is just again it's gonna have to kind of be like a b race because there's no like i can't take that 10 day big long taper like one i won't be ready to i guess you can take a taper whenever right Right, but if you're not going to feel the full benefits of it. I just won't have the the fitness. Yeah, right. the fitness won't like I'll be as good as I could possibly be in on that day if I execute a taper the way that we that a way that I did last time. But I my like I feel like I, I need I more think, time. Yeah, <laughs> so my, yeah. my fitness is going to be going up, which is going to be mm-hmm. interesting. With so so it's like sometimes I feel like I'm at risk of being on like accidentally on the way down of training. Like I've gone, I've done too much and I've, I've my, my fitness has peaked at that point And now I'm just either holding on for dear life or it's coming down a little bit, mm-hmm. but now it might be like under where my peak would be. So it'd be interesting to, to, to race like that. Sometimes dude, some of the best races I've done over the years in OCR um, and in hybrid have come when I'm just like building into a race. It's better than being overtrained. You know, so it'll be yeah, a little undertrained in, you know, yeah. So it will be interesting. It'll be like, so I'll be interested to see. It's like, okay, maybe a six week block as a 37 year old, not 38. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what's going to do it for me. For me, that's the, move. the key though, months. the key is you have, to, and it sucks because we're going to be in a completely different part of the world, but like maybe we can take a rest day, maybe the day after Vienna, but like, if we want to maximize I know. our time to DC, like it's a quick turnaround. Like you got to get back to training like ASAP. You like, you can't take that, you know, normally into like an A race, for example, you would, you would taper down into the race and then you do almost like a, like a reverse taper coming out of it where mm, you just slowly, build volume. Yeah. You just slowly, we're not going to have the, the option to do that. No. So I'm looking and, and like, yeah, if we're going, if we're going to be there until Tuesday, like we're gonna be training, bro. We're gonna be training. <laughs> Tell Amy, like, we know you want to go places, but we gotta get this workout in. We should get out to the mountains out in western Austria and just hit it. Austria. Just crush. But that is what's gonna be tricky, right? Like if we're traveling back on Tuesday, that's a day that's like gone. And like getting back into intensity after like a big trip. So I'm kind of looking at like that Thursday as being like a day where I can really try to hit something again, that Thursday, Sunday, maybe because yeah, then it's only another full week 
And like, mm-hmm. how much can you really build there? So I'm looking at that as kind of like a spot where I'm going to do some speed stuff. And I try to get like just sharp and some muscular endurance, but also just like crank down on the speed. And it was like last like 10 days, just cause like I'm looking at it. I like, can't build that much volume in that amount of time, you know? And then be, then have enough time to taper, taper in. I'm starting to think what the hell am I going to Vienna for? I should just fucking train for DC. Cause I've already got my, but like, I gotta pay some bills. Gotta pay some bills, make a little money. Chasing that cake. Chasing the cake. And they're doing a good job of their, they're like the last broadcast was great. You know, it's like good for her, like being out there, being seen. Mm-hmm. Like if they're mm-hmm. going to try to make it worth the athletes while, and they want to tell stories around these athletes, like they're doing a good job of getting it, people there. I think it'll also benefit my DC race by going to Vienna, because I think there's something to having like a super hard race or workout like three weeks out that can really kind of take your fitness to a whole nother level. Um, that more than likely I wouldn't be able to get that in training. So going to like a race atmosphere, um, I think it could be good for what's to come in DC. I mean, you saw a lot of those guys who went to race in Chicago and then went to, uh, Stockholm. A lot of them crushed went significantly faster. Um, so I think, I I don't think you're going to have to worry about, uh, being fatigued from Vienna or anything like that. No. If anything, it'll give you a boost. It's just like interrupted train. Like where if Vienna wasn't there, you could build realistically for two more like full weeks mm-hmm. and just like not have to worry about travel or like performance. You can just like train and roll up in the DC like big you know, having like a huge amount of training under your belt. But again, DC and even, but DC is not the world championships. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not. Mm-mm. And then we're gonna have a lot of time between DC and Nice. So it's not like you need to be one million percent ready for either of these races. Mm-hmm. I should probably be more ready. But we're just gonna throw down. I need to get, When's that get, last chance qualifier? That's in Anaheim, and I think that's April, either the 20th or 27th. Okay. It's like three weeks before, three or four weeks before. Yeah, there's always that. We're good. We're good to go. You're in there, dude. You're in there. We'll have to go doubles with this pro weight situation now. You don't want to do that? Not interested? You know, I mean, look, you know, I had to work hold on. That's what I'm saying. Why would I want to take your record? Uh, you and Paleo can have it. No, that record is n- like. Oh, that one will never get broke. So now. That one's never oh, broken. So okay. Well, let's see what Hunt and Sandy do. A man's just running through partners left and right. Can't keep one. Well, this is now, it's with the pro weight. Mm-hmm. And the pro weight uh, world record is slower than Hunter's individual time so we could imagine it's only been run once but we could imagine that uh they should break it we'll see the way the way that his these teams are lining up i don't know break it they'll probably they'll probably be sub 50 honestly you think so yeah i think so um and are we getting new equipment i haven't heard anything I don't know. Like I they know made that uh, announcement. I thought right. that in January one, those sleds are just going to be cooking, man. There's going to be light. I've been training sleds. Thor's like sled. Crazy. I'm just going to move that thing. No matter where it is, doesn't matter what venue. It's going to move like it did in Chicago for me. Anywhere I go, because I'm light. just that ready. Strong. Ready for it. But yeah, there's supposed to be new equipment. So I guess we'll see next weekend. I think there's a race. Okay. Um, workout of the week. Did we already kind of share that or what? No, nah, we've been dancing around different workouts that we've been doing. What you got? <clears throat> so I did 
a tempo run on Wednesday that was uh, five and a half miles in length. Um, and the goal is just to kind of settle into your high rocks pace. Um, but the, the caveat is at when you hit four and a half miles, um, you basically end the last three stations of high rocks. So you run four and a half miles at high rocks race pace. And then at the four and a half mark, you do 200 meter farmer carry back on the treadmill for a half mile, which gets you to five. And then you hop off and do hundred meters of lunges back on the treadmill for another half mile gets you to 5.5. And then at 5.5, you finish with a hundred wall balls. That was a, that was a grind, dude. That is a grind. That was a grind. Straight up and get, get to get that. that it was comfortable feeling. though. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't painful, you know, it was just, it was just kind of like dull, you know, like it, it didn't hurt really all that bad. It was just, just it got through it. Yeah. It felt like a high rocks race should kind of feel, mm. you know, like this isn't super painful, but you need to be able to sit in this amount of discomfort for 50 some minutes. And I think that workout ended taking me. What was it? It was like high 30. It was like 40, maybe 40 minutes or something. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. My, mine was actually similar in, in intent and in duration. Uh, and I made a post about this earlier this week, uh, but it was three rounds, thousand meter ski, thousand meter row mile run on the assault treadmill. It's like continuous. So with the idea of it being kind of like a tempo effort and then finishing with 75 wall balls, like as we talked about, and it was great. 75 wall balls. I was at 45. I was like, got this. This is light. So I was happy with that. You did them unbroken or no? No, no. But I didn't Mm. like, sometimes when it's a hundred in training, I'll like drop it before I want to. And then I'll like start beating myself up and like start walking around you know, yeah. and just, <laughs> just like, I, what am, why didn't I do that? I wasn't doing that. Cause I was like, I'm almost done. As soon as I started, I was like, I'm just going to pick this thing up and finish it. Um, and that took me about four. I think it was, I think f- close to 44, like 43, 44 minutes, uh, of the machine part of the, the straight aerobic part and like 46 then total with the wall balls. I like that. So just like a grind. I was telling myself, I was like, this is fun. I was like, just hold pace and don't quit. <laughs> That's what I was. And I just if there's one area, if there's one area of, of weakness that I have, I, I, I wouldn't call it a weakness because my splits are fine, like in the race, but weakness in terms of like, I don't train it enough would be kind of like thresholdy machine intervals. Mm. A lot of my machine work is done faster reps like in an imam style you know like sometimes i will get up into um like this this upcoming week i'm going to do those that one workout i had you do to compare mm-hmm. that 1500 meter ski 1500 meter row one mile run that's this break week. that's this week you should do the challenge instead um it's the same we'll thing see. but like other than that a lot of my machine training is just power output i'll mm-hmm. do just like 300 meter intervals um maybe 500 meter intervals um, for me, I found that that actually works or translates better on the race course for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's different ways to think about it. Like, cause it's only a thousand, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so you should need to be powerful to get through it. Um, but also there, yeah, like there, for me, it was more about, yeah, just the changing and like, yeah, you don't get a chance to sit at like zone three on the machines then. And it's just like, that's kind of what, yes your compromised running is going to get really good doing workouts like that. That's the idea that I'm just like, it's like I could do a six mile tempo and it'd be fine. And I'd be like, cool. But this felt worse Mm -hmm. for me, for me personally. And I was like worried that my running was going to be the part that that would suffer. And I would be where I'd be feeling really rough, but it wasn't. (laughs) I was like, okay. Cause I'm just building back up with my volume and my intensity on running. But even then I was like, okay, I can settle into a pretty decent pace and not like blow up here. Um, so I'll probably do something similar to that. I'm going to keep that rolling. I think split up maybe where I can get more volume without needing to be just like 55 to 60 minutes straight 
maybe breaking up the the intervals into different pieces to maybe help the intensity part. It's good stuff, dude. We got a challenge coming. Is it not live? It's live on the app right now. We haven't really announced it for the public, but this challenge is exclusively for RMR training app members. And it's a big, long grind. Oh yeah. You want to hear it? By me or by you? By me. Okay. It is 20 minutes on the ski, Max Cows. 10 minutes on the assault bike, Max Cows. 20 minutes on the rower, Max, Max Cows. Cows. Five minutes of wall balls. So it's 55 Survive to 55. Survive to 55. So your total score is calories on the machines plus wall balls. I got up over a thousand. It was ten forty four. I had uh, Dylan did it, uh, tested it. He like smashed me. He was like eleven. He beat me by like a hundred reps or something like that. He cheated though. He did the row first because he knew he'd get way more cows on the row. He's like, yeah, I know. I switched it. I was like, come on, bro. He's like, dock me five cows. I'm like, no, I'm docking you a hundred. Docking <laughs> you as many as it takes for me to be in front of you. Better this. than you. Yeah. So we have some really cool prizes. We're giving away some endorphin pros. We're giving away two pairs of tier shoes. We have two GORUCK sandballs to give away. We have prize packs from uh, gift cards 10, from 10,000, prize packs from Resolute Coffee, prize packs from Powerlift. We're give- and it's going to be the top male, top female winner will get certain prizes. And then we're just raffling off like the Endorphin Pros and a lot of this other cool gear just at random for anybody who participates in the app again app members only 1499 that's all that's all it is so if you just want to do for the challenge pop in come see what you got Say hi win a prize come see what you got marcus wallace is early favorite he was like all right i'll is do he, this i was like is okay. he in there has yeah, he got a score app. yet uh he's done this workout and training something similar but uh yeah he's gonna murder he might get close to where dylan is he might be dylan in this hmm. or me I was I'll be interested along. to see see the numbers. It's gonna be fun. So yeah, it's the first time doing a challenge there. So come check us out. Uh, got a community on Facebook and and on the app as well, uh, where we're trying to grow and and facilitate a little bit more. But we've got a cool, a few cool uh, new program ideas that we're gonna be launching onto the app here soon. That we we don't want to give it away just yet because somebody out there might steal it. So let's Let just him. keep it keep keep it close to the chest, but some cool close. things are coming. That's the best part about the app. It's always going to be changing, always going to be growing, mm-hmm. going to add new stuff uh, for the members that are on there. And the but old yeah. stuff just stays there. Old too. stuff stays so there. It. So we have the running program, High Rocks, Deca, tr- uh, weekly training, RMR, RMR daily, daily, drop the hammer collection, Meg Jacoby MJ collection. So, really cool stuff on there. Absolutely. Anything else to plug? What else you got? No. Wear 10,000. 10,000. Drink power lift. Drink it. And uh, that's about it. Stay warm. Stay warm. All right. Talk to you later.